Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Welcome back to the second mini Maker Mom mini-sode with the Simple Goodness Sisters. So we will continue with the series on gardening with kids and we're going to get into a few more of the details about what type of seeds to plant and um, where to plant them, when to plant them, that type of thing. So let's get right into the mini-sode. Here we are with Belinda and Venice of Simple Goodness Sisters and how to garden with kids part two a question follow-up question with that so is it recommended to always start with doing a seed into like a starter making it a starter plant or what if they took the seeds right out to the to the garden is that a possibility or you know what um if they didn't want to do a starter plant yeah it depends on your area and the plant so it's going to be really clearly labeled on the back of your seed packet where you should start it. Some of them say start like four to six, six weeks before last frost indoors. And there's a couple pieces of information you're going to need to know to work off of those seed packs. And one is your zone, which you find out really easily through a Google search of your zip code. It'll tell you what zone you're in. And then your last frost date. Same thing. I would just Google it four years own, what's the last frost date, and then you work backwards. And that's one of the things where um, kids can come in, especially kids our age around, you know, five, six, where they're starting to learn a calendar, they're starting to learn counting, because counting backwards on a calendar is, you know, a fun activity to show them about time and numbers. And that tells you when you would want to start it inside. Other things on the back of the seed packet will just say direct seed. And direct seed means take that seed and put it directly in its final destination, whether that's the ground or a pot. Um, and then anything else that says sow indoors or start inside, um, you want to do in those little black plastic pots so that you can have an easy way to transfer them back outside um, when the time comes. Okay, perfect. All right, now uh, let's talk about what type of plants to grow. Yeah, so along those same lines of whether you start indoor or you direct seed um, or you buy a start, those are kind of the three groups that how you can get a, a seed or a plant to grow. And so I kind of divide them into seeds that I'm going to start inside um, or plants that I'm going to start inside. And inside can either mean in a greenhouse um, or it can also mean in your house by a sunny window. So you certainly don't need a greenhouse to start your plants inside. Um, you might, depending on where you live, if you start inside, you might see your plants start to get a little bit leggy, which means that they get tall um, because they're searching for that sunlight and they don't have a lot of leaves as they get taller. So their leaves are very spread out. 
Um, and in that case, then you're going to want to find either a place with a little bit more sun or hope that they survive until you can put them outside. <laughs> um, and the great thing about starting seeds inside is that I think it's fairly cheap to do. You can try it. And if they fail, like a pack of seed is maybe like $3 and you get a hundred seeds. And so if you fail, you can always just go buy the start <laughs> later. Um, so I think it is fun. And right now, especially since a lot of us have kids that are at home, it's a really great way to get them interested in it and see it every single day because it is at home in their window um, versus having to go outside all the time and go see the plants. And so um, I would recommend it. It helps see it every single day. But the five plants that I like to start indoors um, are peas. Peas are really easy and they're really great early season. Um, so peas are usually, I plant them kind of with my first round, and they're one of the first things to come up. In fact, we're transplanting them today from our little tiny pods, um, and because we're growing a lot, so we grow like a thousand peas. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> it feels like it. Um, and so into the into their bigger um, pots. But beans are another one. So we've started beans, and they're growing very well right now. Sunflowers are so easy and so forgiving, and they um, they look beautiful, and so the kids like to see them, especially if you have the space to go with a giant sunflower. Those are really fun because they get huge um, really fast. Uh, pumpkins and squash are obviously great because they, while they're longer, they take longer to grow. Um, they are fairly easy. They're pretty forgiving once you get them going. And they're really fun. To, it's really fun to carve your own pumpkin with your kids. Um, and then cucumbers. I like to grow cucumbers from a seed. Um, they might be the trickier ones to grow from a seed. Um, but they're fairly easy. And all of these seeds I also pick because they're bigger. So a lot of seeds are teeny, teeny, tiny, and it makes almost impossible to grow with a young child. And so all of these seeds are very easy and they can easily grasp them and put them in the soil. Peas are my favorite thing, are the favorite thing my daughter likes to grow and she loves to eat them. Um, and so that's really helpful. And anytime you can grow something that they can then like pick and kind of see the full cycle of it is exciting. So I had one question, follow-up question for you with the cucumbers. Mm -hmm. uh, bush or vine cucumbers or both? Either one. I okay. would recommend um, bush if you're starting because then you don't have to build a trellis. Um, you, you don't kind of have to think about that. Uh, so same with beans. I grow a couple of pole beans because we're going to try a fairy teepee this year for the first year. Um, and so we got some really long bamboo shoots and we're going to grow our pole beans up bamboo shoots. Um, and my daughter loves to like set up house scenes, so little chairs and tables. And so she is going to take some of her doll furniture outside and set up a fairy house in her teepee. That's the goal anyway. I told her there's a good chance they might not grow <laughs> and then you'll have a bamboo teepee house. Right. <laughs> she doesn't really care. But, um, we also grow a lot of bush uh, beans because they're a little bit easier. Um, but in terms of a trellis, especially for pole beans, uh, 
it can be literally our neighbor gave us a bunch of bamboo that she just cut down from her bamboo. And so it was free. Um, and we just stuck it right in the ground and tied it off with some twine at the top. So it doesn't have to be a complicated trellis system. Belinda has a really great trellis system for her peas because um, she grows some climbing peas some years. Okay. Do you want to tell them about that? <laughs> yeah, I just took, this is something I think all makers can relate to is you always have a bunch of stuff hanging out in your garage or, you know, your shed or whatever. So I have some two by two wood that was cedar and it was just hanging out and I had screws and I had chicken wire from when like chicken wire used to be cool, you know, <laughs> and everyone was putting it in all of their furniture and all their crafts. And I just had this leftover roll. And so I took the chicken wire and I just kind of spread it between um, a rectangle frame of those two by two posts. And I left the posts at the bottom really long so that they could be pounded all the way down into the garden bed. Um, and it just kind of stands straight up on its own because those long, the bottom posts are a full two feet. Know, is submerged into the dirt and so it's sturdy enough and then the peas can just climb right up the chicken wire and it was you know a nice little recycled five minute project mm -hmm. you can make a trellis out of you know nearly anything it's one of those opportunities you can make a garden bed out of nearly anything and you can make a trellis out of nearly anything so mm -hmm. I definitely recommend getting creative as long as it has you know drainage and strength and can survive outside it can be a garden bed and as long as it can stand straight up and again survive it through a season outdoors, it can be a trellis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my trellis system is similar. It's actually um, T-posts that a lot of farms have just laying around in huge piles. Um, and so we just took two T-posts, uh, pounded them into the ground, and then we had like an old drying, rusty drying rack. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's just got like a lattice system, nothing fancy. And we literally like uh, took like baling wire and wired it to the T-post and that's our trellis system. So we certainly didn't spend a bunch of time on it or any money on it um, and they work lovely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and then all of those, uh, see, are all those plants you talked about that you start in, indoors, they're all gonna grow above ground, right? Yes. And then, yeah, um, I would start root vegetables typically need to be started um, outside in the ground where they're going to stay because they're root vegetables, so they don't like their roots being disturbed. Okay, so what are some of those uh, plants that you like to do the direct uh, seed? So for the direct seeds, radishes are great, and you can go out and plant radishes right now. They come up really quickly, so they're really fun to plant with kids who may not have the patience that other crops require. Um, and so I planted radishes last week, and they're already really doing super well. In fact, they're the biggest thing in my garden. And I plant other, I planted other ones outside like three weeks ago. So they're exciting. Um, and it's funny because my daughter does not like anything spicy. Like if it's got a hint of pepper, um, she won't eat it. But for some reason, she will eat radishes as long as she grows them and she pulls them out of the ground. And we notice that with a lot of other crops, you put it in front of them on their dinner plate and they're like, ew, I don't want to eat this. But if they take it off of the vine or they pull it out of the ground, then all of a sudden it's exciting and they want to try it. Uh, my daughter's always going around 
the um, garden because we grow a lot of herbs too. And so a lot of it is leaves. And so she's like, can I eat this leaf? Can I eat this leaf? And so we also grow a lot of edible flowers. So our kids are asking us constantly if they can eat this or that flower. So um, carrots. And a lot of people I don't think know that you can do, uh, you can get what's called like a carrot tape for a lot of root vegetables. You can, um, lettuce is another one, but you can get uh, a tape. And so you literally, it's a biodegradable tape and there are carrots that are evenly spaced um, at the right intervals. And so you can buy that tape and then you just stretch it for as far as your growing and then rip it off. And so that makes it a little bit easier because carrots are very, very small seeds. So those are tricky to plant with younger kids. And so, but carrots are very exciting to plant. So I don't think I would ever get away with not planting carrots because my daughter absolutely loves them. And rainbow carrots, which are all the different colors. So there's orange and purple and pink and white. She loves those because it's like a surprise, like, because you can't tell what color it is until you pull it. And then you're like, oh, I hope I get a purple one, you know, so it's kind of like you win the lottery when you get the color that you want. Um, what about you, Belinda? Do you have a couple more? Um, direct seed, we do a lot of lettuce because, especially for the youngest one, anytime I put seeds in his hand, he's not quite at the point where I'm like poking a hole and telling him exactly where to put it yet. He just wants to throw some seeds and see where they land. And the nice thing about carrots and lettuce is you can do that. You can seed them really heavily and close together. And then as they come up, you can kind of thin them back out and give them a little more space to grow. But those are ones where it's not a big deal if they drop them or, you know, they end up out of the row, that's fine. I am also planting today actually onion sets with my kids, um, not because they particularly love to eat onions, but because it's one that I buy as a start, and so it's an easy one to plant, and it's kind of fun because that one teaches them about actually taking the plant out of the plastic pot. You, they can see the roots. You talk to them about protecting the roots and how they're vulnerable and so how you have to be really careful as you move them into the hole and you get to water it. And that one, really, you get to do kind of all of the process of gardening just kind of in one little micro plant and moment. Belinda, so, so like you're, growing, you're growing onions as uh, like already started um, yes. sets. Yes, okay. onion sets, yeah. And then I'm also going to do corn this year with my kids. And we are, like I said, in a, in a side yard garden. So we are not growing enough corn to like really provide for a barbecue for our family. Um, but I'm growing it because I want something really tall. I want something that my kids can kind of track as it grows and see, you know, the height that it's going to get knee high by 4th of July and all of that. And I got a really beautiful variety of corn that looks um, almost like stained glass. It's all rainbow colors and it might be challenging to grow in our area. So who knows if it's going to work or not, but if it does, I think they're just going to think it's beautiful because they're never going to have seen anything like it. So I like to do one or two things like that every year that are just a total Hail Mary, see if it grows, but really fun if it does. Those kind of surprises with kids are fun. Um, so with that, question about the onion sets, um, which is something that is already started when you buy it, right? Is that what you said? 
Yes, yeah. Is They're there... about four inches tall or so already kind of growing. I okay. grow my onions um, as kind of dried onions, so they look like teeny tiny mini onions. Um, and so those are the ones that I direct seed. Um, I have tried to grow onions from seed, and it's definitely possible, but it is tricky. And we have a short growing season here. Um, and so I really – the growing the dried onions, they look like onions. So the kids instantly are like, oh, I'm planting an onion. Um, and actually my daughter, we grew a hundred foot row of onions. So we grew about 200 onions um, this year and I, we just planted them and it was great because I dig the hole and she plops the onion in. And we can also talk about what is the top of the onion and what is the bottom of the onion. And um, some of the onions already have um, little uh, stems coming out. And so she can look at that and recognize, okay, that's going to be the stem that comes out of it. Um, and so she goes behind me and puts it in the ground and then covers it up with soil. So, uh, and it's, so that one's a really easy to one to grow with young kids. So with all of these seed options, whether it's indoor or direct seed, I mean, is there a top or a bottom to the seed? I mean, you mentioned with the the ones that look like the, you know, the dried mini onions, there's a kind of top and bottom, but what about the rest of them? For most seeds, it doesn't matter. For most seeds, you can just kind of pop them in, especially the really small seeds. It's not a big deal. And seeds are really cool. This is something that, you know, you can talk to your kids about of like, even if you get it wrong. So even if you plant an onion upside down, the seed is very smart. And so it will grow down and then it'll notice, oh, no, the sun is that way. And so then it'll turn around and you'll get a funky little looking onion, <laughs> but it'll still grow. So it's not the end of the world if you get it upside down. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, so what are some plants that are good to buy as starts? So for us, again, we have a short growing season. Um, and even we have like a, a Western side of our state that is the side that we live on. Um, and it is in a shorter growing season. And then the Eastern side of the state gets much warmer. So it's a longer growing season. Um, and we, so we buy, I almost always buy, I try to start tomatoes on my own. So I have a bunch that are started, but I also plan to have to buy some starts as backups um, in case mine don't get big enough soon enough. Then I know that at least I will have them because in the fall, we get a lot of rain. We're in Seattle. Um, and tomatoes don't like the rain. They get cracked and they get moldy and, and then a lot of times they get blight. Um, so those are tomatoes and peppers. Um, we also, I buy, buy my herbs as starts because a lot of herbs like to be propagated by cuttings or by roots. So like mint is one where it spreads via its root system. Um, and so those ones are almost impossible to grow by seed and they're so easy to grow by cuttings that it's kind of silly to grow them by seed. Um, so uh, rosemary is an example of one that I always buy started. Uh, same with lavender, um, mint, oregano. All of those ones are ones that I just go to the store and buy. Um, and then there's two really great perennials that I love. Um, and there's not very many perennial, which a perennial is a 
a fruit or a vegetable that comes back year after year so you don't have to plant them. And so this is something that I recommend to all new gardeners is if you can just start perennials because you'll be thankful that you did in five years because hopefully that plant will keep coming back. Um, and it takes a couple of years for it to get established. Um, and so for example, we bought our farm about six years ago, and I wish that I would have started rhubarb and asparagus right away. Those are the two that I'd recommend. Um, you have to, the hardest thing about perennials is that you have to have a good spot where you want them to live forever, because every time you transplant them, then you kind of are supposed to wait a year so that they can get reestablished and start producing again, and so that's been the trickiest part for me in fact like yes last year I planted asparagus and then I already transplanted it this year so I'll have worked on my asparagus for two years now um and still not harvested anything from it but asparagus once it's going will give you asparagus for like 50 years so it's one of those like long-term investments for me so basically anything that you plant as a start you're trying to get a head start on the growing season um, especially if you're in a shorter climate growing season so that you get your produce for a longer period of time throughout your growing season. That's kind of why we do it that way. Mm -hmm. And another way to check that is the dates to maturation, which is another thing that's going to be noted on a seed packet. So there are tomatoes that take 90 days to mature and there are tomatoes that take 65 and those are all averages or you know claims mm -hmm. so it's not always completely accurate but you definitely want to choose on the shorter side if you're trying to grow something from seed rather than a start mm -hmm. and when you um and this is a great activity for older kids so for teenagers is to put them on that computer and have them do research on their growing um their zone like lena said you can literally google your zip code and then put growing zone or gardening zone and it'll pop up um, and then figure out it'll also tell you how many days your average kind of growing cycle is so that will help inform what you decide to buy as starts and what you can grow um, direct from seed. Yeah, I mean, if you're a homeschool mom, there's an entire research project <laughs> you could do before you ever put anything in the ground, right? Because garden planning is a huge part of growing things. And I spend, you know, basically I start getting excited about gardening again in January, which is when seed catalogs come. And I start deciding what I'm going to grow that year, where I'm going to put it. I start kind of, you know, mapping out my space. There's a lot of spatial mapping in gardening, especially if you're on a smaller scale like I am and you're really trying to like maximize what you can grow in that space. It becomes a, what's worth the real estate. And so that kind of leads us into some other stuff, but you definitely can do a lot with kids when it comes to spacing things out, planning out what you're going to grow, researching the plants, all of that. Thanks again for watching slash listening to the Maker Mom mini-sode number two with the Simple Goodness Sisters Gardening with Kids part two. And I hope you come back next week to continue this mini-series. It will be a four-part mini-series. Also, uh, since I forgot to say at the beginning, I'm Katie Freeman, your host of the Maker Mom podcast, which is a weekly podcast 
put out where I interview a maker mom every week talking about their journey to becoming a maker and the hectic life of being a mom and then just recently starting these mini sods that also will be coming out weekly so this first series of four is about gardening with kids and I look forward to other series on other projects you can do at home with your kids to encourage them to become makers when they grow up all right until next week I'll see you later Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.